The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss what's going on with Amazon's ad business. Joining us is Destiny Wishon, who is the CEO at Better AMS, which is a retail media agency focused on helping the world's best brands scale their ads effectively. Through a combination of innovative technology, amazing partnerships, and strategic leadership, Better AMS is the perfect partner for increasing your advertising sales on Amazon. Yesterday, Destiny and I talked about how Amazon advertising has matured, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the differences between Walmart and Amazon advertising. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Destiny Wishon, the CEO of Better AMS. Destiny, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Excited to be back. Always excited to have you here. Uh, I believe yesterday the term I learned was pig suey or woo pig, uh, what we say to our friends from Bentonville, Arkansas, which admittedly, is the home of Walmart. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. You are from the backyard of Walmart, but you work in Amazon advertising, which makes you well-positioned to tell us about the difference between some of the advertising technology between the two biggest e-commerce players in the world. Talk to me a little bit about Amazon, Walmart. What's the difference today, and how are they competing with each other? So a little bit of backstory, kind of building off the conversation we had yesterday. I've been in the space for six years, and most of that was on the Amazon side. Well, three years into my journey, I think, is when we really started getting serious on like Amazon advertising expansion. I started speaking on a lot of stages and probably spending more time within the Amazon community, and they would always brush Walmart off. It's like, nope, they'll never be a serious competitor. Walmart doesn't do anything for us. And I'd always kind of laugh because I'd be like, well, Walmart is the biggest retailer in the world. (laughs) So I'd be like, yes, I'm a little bit biased. But now I think in the last 12 months, we've really seen Walmart start making the investments on the Walmart Connect side, the marketplace side to potentially poise themselves as a player. I think the biggest difference we see is where Amazon opened up opportunity and grew a ton of loyalty on the third party side where anyone could decide to build a brand and become an entrepreneur. 
Walmart still tends to be a lot more handshake business and Walmart gives prioritization to their 1P business, which makes sense. What's the 1P business? They're first party vendors. Got it. So everyone who has been selling in stores for the last 30 years are getting priority and advancements on the walmart.com side. Okay. The interesting thing that I can add to this conversation is when I think about Walmart and e-commerce and their digital footprint, I've worked with a lot of the people that have worked on walmart.com. A lot of them are ex-eBay, where I started really my technology career. So it's interesting to me to see how some of the playbook that has been developed by Walmart is actually the original eBay playbook, specifically focused on building out search. And it seems like I'm guessing a lot of their advertising solutions are also very search-esque based. Talk to me about advertising on Walmart. Is it a social experience kind of like what Amazon is? Is it primarily keyword based like what you would think of eBay's strategy was? Tell me a little bit about Walmart and what their advertising platform actually looks like. I would say it's almost identical to what Amazon was six years ago, except for they aren't trying to reinvent the wheel. I think they're learning from a lot of the areas where Amazon failed and they're rolling out a very similar roadmap. We have keyword targeting, product targeting, auto campaigns. It's pretty much an identical experience. Now, a lot of the data and analytics side, I think Walmart still has a little messy. They're not doing fantastic on that. They also give prioritization to auto campaigns, which is something that's quite a bit different experience on Amazon. Amazon, we want to have maximum control. That's where we're going to get the most inventories with manual campaigns. On Walmart, we don't. But I mean, down to sponsored display and sponsored video rollouts, that's how close Walmart is to copying the footprint of Amazon. All right. So you mentioned that Walmart is about six years behind Amazon, which feels like 100 years in Internet age. It's practically dog years. Talk to me about when you're allocating your budget. Is this a Google versus Bing in search where if you just can't max out your budget in Google, you spend the rest on Bing because you know that search works? Is it like the leftovers are going to Walmart or is it something that people are allocating more budget to? It's just that the ad platform isn't as developed. Yes and no. On the vendor side of the business, we've seen search budgets match and or exceed what is being spent on Amazon. And that's heavily skewed towards CPG and grocery, because that's where the majority of that audience is converting, especially compared to what Amazon's presence is there. On the smaller seller side, like if we look at the third party side, then that's typically what's happening. The prioritizations on Amazon, leftover budget on Walmart. But there's one key area I think that really influences a platform like Walmart or Amazon, and that's you have your organic rank and reviews. Those two key areas is what's really going to make or break your long term success. So we're seeing a lot of brands make early investments into Walmart and shift more and more budget over there. So that way they can start gaining reviews a lot quicker. And so that way they can go ahead and start organically ranking on page one. Because as your organic rank increases and you drive more volume, you're automatically going to have a competitive advantage from a rank perspective versus any people who are new to your category. So people who are taking long-term bets on Walmart are shifting more and more budget over for that reason. Not necessarily just because of the advertising return on investment, but the overall implications of having a ton of reviews and having an improved organic rank. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. All right, so on the e-commerce side, when you're an advertiser, it doesn't only help you from selling products, it's helping you gain velocity and organic ranking. Yesterday, you mentioned on Amazon that it's not just e-commerce advertisers that are using the platform. People are using Amazon data to put placements on closed television. There's some other placements that you can have that are awareness and brand building placements. With Walmart is primarily everyone and e-commerce, you mentioned CPG, grocery, are marketers using the platform to do things like awareness building? Are there any other assets that Walmart has that might be useful to the non-e-commerce marketer? Definitely for awareness building. If you go to any of the homepage takeovers you'll see on Walmart, it's all of your Johnson & Johnson's, your Procter & Gamble. They're doing a ton of awareness plays with banner ads and things like that. I'm not 100% sure how many people are utilizing it from an off-platform perspective for like general marketing campaigns. I do know Walmart built out their DSP with Trade Desk, which is similar to how Amazon has structured their DSP. So I'm assuming they're going to start moving into just general advertising as well, especially seeing the success of Amazon. But I don't know what that looks like this early on. So here's a good one for you. I've got a million dollars and I've got an e-commerce brand. I'm selling branded pens. You can get your name on these fancy ballpoint ink pens. And I want to go build my brand, but obviously I'm interested in moving as much product as I possibly can. How would you help me allocate my budget? Am I going all Amazon? Am I going 50-50? What's it look like if I'm an e-commerce advertiser? The good news with both of these platforms is the barrier to entry is really low. So it's a little bit of a cop-out response, but you don't need $100,000 a month to start on either. You could start with as little as one to $2,000. So if it were me, I would take $5,000 on Walmart, $5,000 on Amazon, target ballpoint pin, custom pins, gifts for corporate offices, and see which one's going to drive the higher return. 
Now there's two KPIs that you're going to get from both of these platforms. One is obviously CPC, how expensive that placement is and volume. So what we're really going to want to dive into is, hey, which of these two platforms is gaining the most volume for those keywords and which one's cheaper to advertise on? Right now, across the board, Walmart is much cheaper to advertise on because, again, Amazon's gained so much popularity on the search side. We see $40 cost for clicks frequently. So that's kind of my cop-out answer is make database decisions and rely on both. (laughs) It's not a cop-out answer. The problem that I have is I've got a million dollars burning a hole in my pocket and it's ripping my jeans. So I've got to start moving things quickly. If we're testing and iterating on a $5,000 marketing budget, sure, I can do that in a day. I'm going to have to move quickly because the budget dries up and somebody from finance is going to rip it out of my pocket soon. If I'm spending quickly, moving at high volume and I'm new in the platforms, boy, wouldn't this be a nice scenario. I got to spend the cash or it's going to go away. How does that change your answer? I think Amazon's ability to move up the funnel is incredibly powerful and tie in their audience targeting. I mean, you can do something as simple as geo-targeting certain office with events or targeting trade shows and making sure that they know you have a custom design pin. That's the best way you're going to get the most direct response to it. And if you have that type of budget, please go to betterams.com because these are the type of clients we want to work with. (laughs) All right, everybody, if you've got a million dollars burning a hole in your pocket, it's betterams.com. Destiny, I appreciate you coming on the show. Any last words that you could tell us about comparing Amazon versus Walmart and their advertising platforms? I would say both of them are moving incredibly quick. One of the discussions we had prior to hopping on is LinkedIn's a big focus to us. And the reason we've been able to gain such a large LinkedIn audience is because all we do is post the updates and changes. On Amazon alone, on the advertising side, there's a new rollout pretty much every week or every two weeks. So the barrier of entry is getting higher and higher. So you have got to stay up to date and learn as much as possible because neither one of these platforms are going to slow down anytime soon. All right. So if you're looking for Amazon updates or Walmart updates, you can go on to LinkedIn. Is it your LinkedIn? Is it the company's LinkedIn? Whose profile is it? Destiny Wishon's probably the easiest find. All right. So you can follow Destiny on LinkedIn and she'll give you all the download that you need when it comes to your e-commerce advertising. Destiny, thank you again for being my guest. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Destiny Wishon, the CEO of Better AMS. If you'd like to get in touch with Destiny, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is betterams.com, B-E-T-T-E-R-A-M-S.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.